0: Hey, everybody. Black Trivers. Welcome. We are on part nine of our marriage series. Again, we're videoing for our Patreon people. So patreon.com slash Gary and Lisa Black. You get an early release of our podcasts. On video, which I don't know if you really want to look at us, but it's kind of fun. We we make out during our podcast yeah, sometimes. No, awkward. just kidding. And <laughs> and, um, and then of course on Fridays they go public on iTunes and Sound, SoundCloud, and uh, and so that everybody can hear them. We do exclusive content uh, on marriage for our ten dollar a month Patreon users. And so you can go on there and be a buck a month. You can go five bucks a month. But if you want to do 10 or 100 or 10,000 a month, you get exclusive content on marriage. And And
1: Gary will clean your house.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Listen, I'm kind of easy these days. All right. So part nine and this is what?
1: Well, we just finished the last series. If everyone listened, what we talked about was what um, women want and what women need. What
0: they're looking for. In a man. Yes. Primal.
1: The primal aspects Ooh. of it and, yes. and, and it, it doesn't matter if you're single or married, it, all the same. And so today, babe, you get to lead this because you're a man and, and I'm sure that the men would appreciate hearing from you. You talk <laughs> about men more than me. Well, I have I'm studied sure this more that. than you yes. because it's very important to me, um, but uh, you are going to help explain what... Fix a bit. Okay. Thank you. You're going to help explain what men need from women. Okay. So let's start with our, with our single friends out there.
0: Okay. Lots of single friends, lots of single Welcome. friends.
1: And they, and their question is always, where are the women? And I think the women are like, what do these guys want from us? Yes. So can you say what, what, what is a young man looking for when he's looking for a, a covenant? Like he's looking for the, a, a future wife. He's looking for um, someone that's going to be a mother of his children that he's going to grow old with, Yes. what traits in a woman is going to draw him?
0: Yes. Okay. So boys look for sex. Okay. They're thinking with their dicks and they're not thinking with their hearts, not just their minds. They're, they're, you, you think with your heart more than you do your mind when you become a man. Uh, I did. I thought with the wrong part of me in my early twenties and got a girl pregnant out of wedlock. And we're big on because of the co- what that has cost us mm-hmm. in our marriage, what it cost me in my first marriage and my children still suffer because of it. Um, I didn't know she was mentally unstable. I didn't know any of those things. She was just pregnant. So I did the right thing in my mind and married her not a good way to go. So premarital sex is not a good thing. When you're in a covenant with somebody, it's a whole other level of beauty in life. But as a, as a young man learning how to become a man, when you're searching for a woman, the number one thing we look for, first of all, we got to be attracted to you.
1: Well, it's the first thing you're going to see,
0: right? We've got to see you and go, Whoa,
1: when a woman walks in a door, you don't see her master's degree, right? You probably don't see her personality, right? You don't see how she reacts. You don't see your purity. You don't see your
0: impurity. You're going to no. see
1: if she's attractive or not. It, Talk about the attractive. If,
0: if all of a sudden you go, "Hello, how are you?" Like in your heart, kind of wakes up when you see somebody. That's a good sign, right? Right. That's number one. Right. Then number two, what I'm always going to look for is stability. Is this woman? Is she independent? Is she strong? Does she need me? Like mm-hmm. I don't need you to need me. Right. If you need me, then I'm already out with that subconsciously as a man, I need the hunt. Okay. So I need to see like, oh, let's just take us. you were okay. 29 when I met mm-hmm. you. My interns had said, you've got to meet this woman. Our best friends at the time said, oh, my gosh, Lisa Hunt, which, by the way, your name was Hunt and I, I had to hunt. I forgot about it. Um, And so. Uh, I saw you, I stalked you, and I saw you, and I said, Wow. Right? So you,
1: wait, did you hear about me first or did you see me first?
0: Uh, I heard about you.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: and then I went to <laughs> hide out across the parking lot to see
1: when I left my work. When job. you left
0: your work. Yeah. And I was like, Okay. And then <laughs> I walked in and just introduced myself, and I could smell you and blah. And you were running Intercity uh, inner city ministry, you were independent. You didn't need a man.
1: I was doing what I was created to do. You were
0: doing what you were created to do. That turned me on. Okay. So the stability that I saw in you because you were okay without a man, okay. that again, I think it was more subconscious than conscious made me come alive even more to pursue you.
1: Okay. Now this has come up a lot recently because we have this, we've evolved as a species, of course. And, <sighs> and, and women are, I mean, women are in government, women are in politics, women are in all kinds of leadership. Thank God yes. needed to happen. Jesus. Yes. I mean, we have got to have the women's voices in all these areas. However, there's a part of me that, that when a, a woman comes to me and says, I I'm falling in love with this guy. I don't think he really notices me. I'm meeting him for coffee tonight and I'm going to tell him and everything rises up in me and says, don't do it. And, um, this is just my opinion. I could be wrong, but I believe no matter how we evolve, we we have primal issues that are right. never going to go we away. We talked about
0: that on the last podcast. And yeah.
1: men are hunters. Yes, and there is something in men that need to conquer. Absolutely. And they need something to chase after. Now I make it a goal in our 20 year marriage that I still give you something to chase mm-hmm. after. And still something like, it's not stopped.
0: Makes you pray in tongues, people. But, Come on.
1: Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't, make it easy for you necessarily. I wasn't playing games with you, but I didn't, the, the second you noticed me, I didn't stop my life and just started following you around, and right. hanging on your every like word. I kept going on with my life and I thought, well, if he really wants me, I guess he'll, he'll come after me. What do you think about young women that are not necessarily getting any signals from a young man? that are, are proclaiming they're, they're, they're making the first move as far as just saying, like, I like you. And
0: well, let's let's be honest. Let's piss a few people off here. Uh oh, Young men, you're pussies. <laughs> let's just say it. It's I our mean,
1: podcast that so we can say it.
0: Honestly, it's just it, you, that you're not taught how to pursue. You're not taught how to be a man. And so you're not pursuing women. In fact, what we find is most men in their late 20s and 30s aren't even thinking marriage yeah. because they've not seen a successful marriage. Right. They're fearful of it. They're afraid of success more than they are the failure of it. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, I don't even want the responsibility, so They're not even thinking that way. So now women come to us all the time. I can say this because again, we're experts in this. We do this all day, every day. (laughs) Women come to us and say, what do I do to even get them to be aware that I'm a woman? Mm -hmm. Right. And so I do think it's changed a little. I do encourage women to say, look at a man and say, look, If you want to pursue my heart, I'd be open to that. Okay. And then stop and leave it at that. Uh, Okay. You don't want to be a needy woman. A man doesn't, subconsciously will not pursue that. But if you say to them, look, my heart would be open if you want to step up and kind of step into some things and pursue this heart, because this heart is worth pursuing. So... I do think that has changed and I do think women need to do that. And and because men are not being initiated and they are not being taught how to pursue these things. Not all men, not all of you. I know some of you do this. Some of you conquer some of you find that woman, you move that mountain to get her. And I love that. And I'm proud of you. And I run into that not very often, but we do still see that.
1: Well, and our story is you pursued me in every way. And, um, but I actually kissed you first. You did. Because. You pushed me against the wall. Stop. Against you know, I have the to get, get Okay. Because I made a decision. Me. I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure. And I was waiting and I was getting to know you and I was listening and I was watching you. And then we were out one night and I went to the bathroom and had a conversation with God and I was like, okay. And so I walked out and I saw you and I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm going for it. Yes. But you had pursued me for quite a while and very intensely, Absolutely. but then I was the first one to kiss you. Yes. And I think you got the message loud then, and clear that I wanted you. Yes. Okay.
0: And then that was kind of it.
1: What was that hot when I did that? It was
0: so hot. Okay, It Good was job. beautiful. And and then as a man, you go, okay, done. I don't need a long dating relationship here. I need to pursue this woman with my whole heart in purity and in grace and I need to land this marriage thing so that we can start having some real covenant sex. Yeah, I think that's a good it's a beautiful thing.
1: OK, so you said in our last podcast that sometimes we look for, you know, men look for their mothers or whatever women look for their fathers. Um, could be a little creepy, could be a little dysfunctional. But I think what men are looking for in women that might remind them if they had good mothers is kindness and nurturing. They Is do that an kindness. attractive trait yes, to a man?
0: Absolutely. What I saw in you were the values uh, uh, that my mom had. Okay. She was kind. She was pure. She, you know, married as a virgin. She, she took care of herself always. Mm, she served man. her family in an amazing way, and I saw you doing that with your own daughters. Uh, you were, you were this pure, godly, independent, God was first in your life. Mm-hmm. And there was no man that was going to interrupt that. <laughs> I didn't um, make that difficult. It was really clear, which turned me on, which made me want to pursue you even more. Um, and, and so, yes, those qualities of my mother, I saw in you and that was good. I didn't want to marry you to become my mother so that you could do my laundry and do my dishes and cook my food. Although I love when you do those
1: things. And I love it when you do those things. Right. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah.
0: But yeah, so you do want to see those qualities. If you had a good mom, that's what you want in a wife, but you don't want to marry your mother.
1: Okay. And I don't think any woman wants to take care of a man as if they are his, her child.
0: Right. But that happens a lot. It is the most,
1: like if I were to come home after a long day of work and you were on the couch and the house was a mess and you're playing video games for hours, I'm not talking about one video game or whatever, but you know, six, seven, eight hours of video games, I i my heart and my attraction to you would shrink of course. Instantly. Absolutely. And because I don't want to raise a teenage boy. I want a man. Yes. And so when I say nurturing, like yesterday you had a migraine and you were just like and this I was like really unusual. It right. was very unusual. And I was like, this is what you need and this is and then I tucked you in and got the fan going and got you, you know, covered your eyes. And then I had a very emotional day yesterday with several of my meetings and I had a hard time this morning. You know, my head was throbbing, my eyes were real Puffy and and you were like oh just re- relax I'll get you a cup of tea and I think that we nurture each other very well but it's not I am not your little girl no. and you are not my little boy no and there's a big difference big
0: difference big yeah. difference okay if when you get into the ebbs and flows and you study one another's paces, And, and I, I know what you need when you've been over emotional and you've had too much stimulus Yeah. and so a cup of tea and a quiet room for a while. And then, you know, like I, cause I don't get sick and I don't get heck, but you know, if I have something, you know, exactly what to do Mm -hmm. to get me better. And you do it immediately. And we don't even question that. That's not coddling. Right. That's not weirdness. That's just serving Serving another marriage. Yeah, and there's a big difference.
1: Which takes a while to figure out. Of course. What, he put, what? It takes what each years. Other it is.
0: takes it's been it's 20 okay. years for us and we're just figuring it. But
1: there out. are you know what? Communication could cut that like in half. Like I said to you cuz we have 30 hours of flights and um you know, I don't really sleep on planes and uh, all the stuff that goes with that, and we, we we weren't eating the kind of food we normally eat. We were eat, we had to eat out of vending machines because of COVID, and right. so we weren't feeling real good. And you got a great deal on a hotel, but the beds were comfortable and clean. And the and, and I said to you the next morning, I said, "Did you know that when you get me a comfortable, clean hotel, I feel very loved?" Yes, because and you've learned that your life goes better when I'm rested. <laughs> absolutely. Like you could have dragged me through and said, no, we're going to drive through the night. I know.
0: In our earlier days. You could have
1: dragged me through and said, we got to get this done. We got to go here. We got to do this person. we're not going to spend that, you know, 40 bucks on that hotel or whatever. But then I would pay for that for, and you would pay for it. Right. And to to stop and say, wait a minute, maybe I could push through, but my spouse needs a salad and a nap.
0: Right. (laughs) And that's, that's honestly, that's your rhythms. That's your rhythm is a nice clean place because cleanliness is important to Very you. Very important to me. And and a little extra money. I mean, it was literally like like you said, it's forty bucks. Right. And 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 spending that to make sure that your rhythm is okay benefits me big time. Cause we're ready to have sex and we're ready to take on the world to do podcasts. If not, then I have to wait a week for you to catch up.
1: Or you could spend $180 at the urgent care a week later when oh, right. I completely right. poop right. out. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> kindness and, um, um, what about maturity? Oof. So if you're, if you're, if you're young, like what, what, how do you know that someone is growing in their maturity or has the potential to become even more mature? Like what What would be a red flag for you as a man? We're like, wow, this, this, this woman is a little girl.
0: Yeah. If, if I'm acting like a little boy in a relationship, if I'm trying to learn how to become a man. I'm in my early twenties, mid twenties, maybe I'm 30 and nobody's initiated me. I didn't see it good from my parents. You know, my dad was silent maybe, or my dad, like my dad a workaholic or whatever. It wasn't real healthy. All of our homes are dysfunctional. We don't hold those things against our parents. Most of them did the best they could. Some of them bailed. I get it. It's, it's just reality, but we forgive them and we move on. But if I start to become a little boy and, and then that little girl all of a sudden turns into just mush and wants to, wants to be like serve me and do anything she can to keep me around subconsciously, even consciously, that's a turn off. If you're just trying to give yourself and especially like sexually, if you're trying to entice me sexually or with your body and we're not married, I know that we think men want that. And I know men think they want that, but quite honestly, after that's over, if if you read scripture at all, um, when, when a man would rape a woman, he'd think he was in love. And then he would be done. Yeah. In fact, hated Tamar. If you remember the story of Tamar, he hated her. He
1: hated her because he hated himself. Right. Hated
0: himself. And so when you're strong and when you say, look, man, you need to grow up and, and pursue this. We're like I, I'm not going to wait for you. There's men out there that deserve this heart. And um, so you need to deal with this. And when you deal with it, come to me and let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to keep moving on. That's a turn on to a man. Yeah, They don't know that yeah. as a boy, but they actually go, oh, my gosh, wait a minute. This woman may be worth pursuing because
1: yeah. she's strong. And she's not going to wait around for me, which makes you step up. Which makes you. Step you're either going to stay stuck out. and find someone that's going to put up with your crap, or you're right. going to step up. And
0: again, we've seen a lot of that, and and we don't even want to do those marriages anymore, where they just get married by default, right? Because then we're dealing with all of their stuff yeah. three months, six so months down the road, and it's so much worse. And so, uh, an independent, strong woman is the best woman in the world.
1: Okay. Now, not
0: a feminist. I, I mean, I.
1: A feminist in the way that there is a man-hating spirit.
0: Yeah. When they have a man-hating yeah. spirit, that's the biggest turnoff in Strong the world.
1: Strong women are sexy. Women that hate men are not oh,
0: sexy. Don't even want to be near them. No. Right. Yeah. And, God, and girls, let me just tell you this. I, I see Twitter. I see Facebook. I see Instagram. And when you're always tweeting about how men are pathetic and it really does come across that way, not interested at all. Mm-hmm. Men will never be interested in that. Um,
1: well, a real man,
0: right? No, <laughs> if, you want, if you want a real man, uh, look—you got to, you've got to love men. And the feminist movement is a beautiful thing, right? We want this again. Lisa said it needed it to
1: happen. We
0: need women in the pulpits. We need women teaching them. Jesus always went to a woman first because he knew she'd get the job done. And so, no, that's not not about that. But when you when you attach a spirit to it, I just did a truth talk on this about religion and about this whole movement going on with Black Life Matters. It's righteous and it's beautiful, and we need it. But when you attach a spirit of hatred to it, and that's all you can see and all you want to do is prove other people wrong and that you're right. Very unattractive.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't get anywhere. It doesn't get anywhere. And then nobody's going to want to be a partner. Hate and murder breeds murder. Right. And we've, someone's got to step up and say yep. enough is enough.
0: Where's the pause? Okay.
1: So playfulness. Ooh. I believe in my feminine mind with the studying that I have done is that men of all ages want a partner that they have fun with and can be playful with
0: without question okay in fact you know Andrew Sherman always taught us those that play together stay together And I know us religious people have always said, "Those that pray together stay together." And prayer in a marriage is extremely important. Mm -hmm. You have your quiet time in the morning; Mm -hmm. I have mine, and we come together. We'll pray for our kids. We'll pray for what needs to happen. If something's breaking loose and it's we're getting attacked, we
1: go right. We come
0: together. We do, but we play together so much better.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I
0: mean, we have you know our Sundays are our Sundays. Yeah, we if we're in Spain, we're gonna hit the beach. And we're gonna have a couple Coronas, and we're just gonna play together.
1: Yeah, right. And we don't talk about work.
0: We don't talk and about We don't talk about our kids, right?
1: And it's it's a separate. We yep. we have business meetings because we work together, right? And those we don't bring our kids into our business yep. meetings or our marriage into our business meeting. And we separated that really good, but it took us a long time to figure that out. It did. And so we're when you were looking for a wife what was like there, here's a, here's a quote I heard from a young man. Okay. Um, and I thought, wow, that's so true because we have, you know, four sons, well, three surviving sons and one that is currently married and two that are currently dating. And I've noticed with my sons through all of their, you know, from 12 to almost 30 now, whenever they tell me, mom, there's this girl and I really like her and they start telling me about her. And I always say, what is it about her that you like so much? Like what makes her special? What out of all those women, like what highlighted her? The same thing they always say is she's just cool. (laughs) And I've noticed that most men will describe the woman that like they're going to marry or they started dating. Like she's just cool. Like, and I, to me, that's like, she can hang out with my buddies. She can hang out with my parents. She can play with a kitten. She can, you know, she'll go rock climbing with me. Like, she's just cool. Right. Like I don't have to like walk on eggshells because of her emotions all right. the time. Or, she's or, just Or fun.
0: she needs her makeup to be perfect yeah. or her hair to be perfect. Yeah. Like cool to a guy is her hair's a mess and she doesn't care. And she loves it anyway.
1: Like the way I went to Walmart today. Right.
0: It's honestly, it's like, <laughs> now I love women who are on, who are, are dressed, right? They take, they shave. We talked about this the last time. It's really important. Yeah. But when when we're when you and I are out in the in the you know we got a convertible and we're going up Highway One in yeah. California and we're a mess yeah. in the wind or, the, or on the motorcycle <laughs> that time
1: that motorcycle when we got to the hotel it took you an hour to get the <laughs> yeah we couldn't go to dinner because I had so many knots in my hair you had to like brush I just it brushed out. it and, out and then for a we long went to dinner and then we like, made love and but it was, it was awesome. totally worth yeah. it to you know get my hair that's a like, cool really woman great. because
0: okay. you don't need to be perfect you need to just have fun
1: pina coladas and getting caught in the rain
0: getting caught in the rain.
1: Those are the best memories. <laughs> right. Like the spontaneous things that just happen when you're just having fun are the best. Like we were sitting out yesterday talking about like going back to Colorado in a couple months and the first thing we both said was, "Oh my gosh, we can go to O'Malley's." Right. Which O'Malley's is this dive bar. It's a dive bar that has bar not been cleaned Colorado shout has out. Has not been cleaned or updated in 40 years, but you get to grill your own steak. Yes. And you sit outside on these crappy pant you know furniture right. and have a beer and it's just like awesome it's and we were awesome. both like let's go to O'Malley yeah they're like, playing
0: 80s rock and there's just and-
1: motorcycles everywhere <laughs> and it's just like yes and everything you know your hair is just like full of the the, of the yeah. smell of the steak but yeah it's the good it, those are the good times well and and
0: and, and when you're playing it's flirty yeah. There's a flirtation to it yeah. that men need and women need. Oh yeah. But like when you know, when we're on the motorcycle and we're a mess and we're freezing <laughs> and then we get out, it's just like this flirty thing where yeah. we're gonna warm each other up and it's just fun. Yeah. And you if you don't have that in a relationship, your relationship's gonna grow stale and I it's gonna die. So sad
1: for people that don't have that.
0: Know. If I you know. you just guys, if you're just going to your cubicle every week and all you're giving yourself is to work, or if you're an entrepreneur and you're just thinking about how much money you can make, you know, this COVID thing, it really hit my spirit. It's like all these dudes I knew that were billionaires lost billions and millions. A lot of them did. And they literally, a couple of them looked at me very successful businessmen, and said, man, if I had a simple life, it wouldn't have been so destructive on my family. And so simplicity, uh, and and again, nothing wrong, make all the money you want and give it to us. I love it. But, um, (laughs) I love that. I think but that's a king thing.
1: Opens your life to do other things. I was running with the dog yesterday morning, and we're in this cute little neighborhood in kind of the, the old district of uh, Gainesville, Georgia, where we work. And there's these houses from the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, and and I'm just like I was starting to think like maybe I do want a house again. Yeah, You know, because we've been living in an apartment and just keeping life really little simple casa. for years, a little yeah. casa. And I was like, maybe I want a house again. And then as I kept walking, I realized it was garbage day and everybody had the recycling out and their trash out and everything out. And there was a Loll's, there's all these bags from Lowells that were full of like, you know, leaves and, and on the outside of it, they're full. It says, what did you do this weekend? And my stomach sunk and I thought, I don't want a house mm. because I don't want to spend my weekend taking care of the yard. Yeah. I want to spend my weekend having fun. Yes. And I think the older you get and the more you figure out like what you really value and how, what, if your things are consuming your life and you're missing a relationship with your spouse because your whole life is about consumed, taking care of or purchasing your things. That's not living. Yeah. Now,
0: again, like Mo and Andrew, they have their little garden and they love their garden. Then they bond over that as part of their marriage, but it's my
1: worst nightmare. Yes. And so that's something that works for their marriage. I would rather have a tiny place that has a really great motorcycle in the garage. Right. And on the weekend, we're just in the mountains. Right. So like conversations about that, even in dating is like, what do you need? 5,000 square feet. Do you need 80 acres? Like, what do you need? Right. I'll take 80 acres on a ranch if someone else takes care of it. (laughs) Sure. Good to know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So playfulness, very important. Figuring out simplicity, the nurturing and the independence um, and then I was thinking about how there's this um ebb and flow to dating relationships and marriage relationships that people get stuck in okay. and they think it's the end. And so I guarantee you we've got young couples right now that are watching this and they've got little kids. Or
0: listening, yes.
1: And they are thinking Oh God, I didn't know life was going to be like this. Yeah, And I know we post on Facebook and, and Pinterest there, you know, when they have their tutus on, it's their birthday party and how cute they are. But most of that season is very physically intense. Yes. And that can take away from this because you're so, you're so focused on providing. I'm so focused on providing. We're so focused on our kids that, that how do people keep this strong in those seasons? What does a man need? you you've got a wife that's home with three little kids all day. You guys have made an agreement. Like it'd be best if you just stay home and do this because daycare's going to take all of our money and I'm going to go do this and, and we'll have dinner or whatever. And you come home and she's got her sweats on and her hair and, you know, the house is a mess and the kids are screaming. What's going through a man's mind in that?
0: Well, I mean, again, you, you, as a man, you hate that for your wife because you know how hard that now you don't know until you actually have to do it. So yeah. you have to trade spaces a lot of times. I think that's a really good idea. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Like a, a, on a sa- on a Saturday, a man should have the kids and yeah. let his wife go be with her friends and get dressed up and go up and go to Target and go get her hair done. And if you can, if you can afford it, there's many years for us that we couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I made sure you could get out and right. be done and, and be with the kids. Absolutely have to do that. But guys, date night. And I know it's hard to find babysitters. And I know, but you've got to keep dating one another. The key for us was that no matter what, if we didn't have any money, if we had money with all six of those kids on Friday night, we would set them up on a movie. We would, Mm -hmm. we would, we would make sure that there was some teenager, somebody that would come over and we would just go in our room with a cheap bottle of wine Mm -hmm. and a little dish of something. And we dated one of them.
1: Top is on the bed.
0: Top top is on the bed. And we just made that priority. Mm -hmm. And again, we didn't do it perfectly and it doesn't work every single time and all of those things, but.
1: If you're consistent
0: and. and you keep trying and you keep dating and you let your wife know this is priority to me. This is more important than my work. This is more important than my ministry. This is more important than the kids. Guys, your kids grow up and they leave. This is what matters. Again, we've said it a thousand times. The best thing you can do for your children is have a great marriage, period. And so that to me is the most important part.
1: And that's why we're still together. Right. And that's why we're going to be together till we die. Yep. But I had a young woman say to me, she said, I listened to one of your podcasts. And she said, I have to ask you a question. Um, are you saying that your sex life is more important than your children? Mm. And I said, oh, yes, absolutely. And she was like, I'm sorry, I can't I can't wrap my mind around that. I, I have three small kids. I don't I don't even know how to relate to what you're saying. I said, OK, perspective if I don't keep that intimacy with my children's father even while I have small children if I am not making him my priority our marriage is not going to be a thriving we could stay together but we're not going to be in love and we're not going to have intimacy and that is going to fall out on my children absolutely they are going to grow up in a house with parents that are not connected that are not affectionate that don't don't like each other that don't that that don't have anything in common anymore because they haven't fostered it. Well, and and so ever, however, you have to foster it. It has got to be a priority because loving your children well is loving their parent well.
0: As much as it is for a man to have sex, he can go masturbate and go do what he needs to do. As much as it is to have sex, it's it's more that he's being respected by his bride. Mm-hmm. And when you're choosing your children over him, what happens is he just goes silent and he just starts to reject. And then you can blame him and you can curse at him and you can say all the things you want. But the truth is, is what a man needs more than love or anything is respect. Mm-hmm. And when you're giving yourself to him in a sexy way, the best way that you can, and it, your body is not your own and your, your, and your body
1: is not and your own you,
0: and his body is not his own and you're serving one another that way. And I know this is countercultural for some reason.
1: I don't and you're letting
0: it. children in your bedroom. Your bedroom is a sacred space and you don't let children in your bedroom ever. Um, They can run in and play on the bed and you can throw them around and all that's fun. But to sleep all night, one of them has a nightmare, come in, hold them, then put them back in their own bed after a bit.
1: Well, because you're teaching them that they're okay.
0: you are teaching them they're okay. This is not a codependent thing. And this is our room. This is not your room. I know this is hard for some of you and you might shut the podcast off right now, but you got to get over yourself and listen to what I'm telling
1: you. But our next podcast is about seasons. And that's really important to remember is that when you that there are seasons to to life and to marriage, and so we are not saying that when you we know people that their children will be in a wheelchair the rest of their life, right? And they there is I mean there's you know all businesses and we've been through all of it, right? Um, and. The the way that your marriage gets destroyed though is when you think that that season is the rest of your life and yes. you just submit to it and you don't even try. Right, and you give up. And so there are days where you just have to say, "Today is not a good day."
0: Hundreds of seasons in life, Hundreds. guys, and and they all end. And things are as never as good as they seem, and they're as never as bad <laughs> as they seem. You have to remember that. And so you've still got to learn how to date in the midst of every single season and love one another and have sex, make love to one another. It's important.
1: Okay. So how important is you for you as a man that you and I do things together and don't do things together that we have our own space? What does that look like for you? If, if, if I were to say to you, I really just want to go shopping by myself or I want to meet a, you know, a girlfriend for a glass of wine. Do you feel rejected? No. Okay. I love it. Talk to me because I trust you. Okay.
0: And I know who you are. If you were flimsy, if you were slutty, if you were (laughs) flirty, um, and I experienced that in marriage. I, I mean, it was a horrible thing. Uh, then I would hate that because yeah. I, all I would be sitting there thinking about is what's happening out there. And it did happen. Adultery yeah. did happen. And those things did happen we, what you taught me was how safe you were and how devoted you are and how pure you are. Once I it took me a while,
1: Yeah, you had to help me with that. A I ew. was, lonely. you were nervous, about but it. once
0: I learned that I celebrate you going out by yourself, going to target. I know that you've loved that. And don't make your husbands, we've said this again, don't make them go with them. Unless, you know, you're going to do a little clothes shopping, that's fine. But don't make them go shopping, please. Um, Unless some of you feminine guys like to shop, that's fine. (laughs) Um, But I love that. I want to celebrate that. I want to celebrate you being with your friends because I know that's important. And I know that you, when you have healthy friends, you can talk about healthy things and you're not talking about one another. And that's really necessary. And it's necessary that I have those things. And I need to get on my, I'd love to have a motorcycle again and just get on it and ride. I because would love that's that for you therapy for me. Absolutely. Right? I need to go hang out with Seth and go sit on his porch.
1: Makes you a better man. And have
0: a beer yeah. and just talk about guy things right. and 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 life and marriage and so when you have healthy friendships it's absolutely necessary to Which in the
1: beginning our of our marriage you did not have healthy no, friends. No, I, I did not trust them. I didn't think they would back me up. I thought they would probably encourage you to cheat on me more than they would encourage you to be faithful to sure. me. And so I was never excited about those. Right. But now that you have brothers, which I specifically prayed that you would get brothers. I didn't think you needed more drinking buddies. I was like, he needs some brothers. And now that you have those, you can go anywhere with them, do anything with them. And it's making you better, which makes our marriage better at all. But I know they want the best for our family. And right. you know, my friends want the best. And that's critical. That's
0: the critical relationships you have are the ones that...
1: Mature versus Celebrate when
0: your marriage is good and get into the dirt with you when your marriage is bad. And your marriage will be bad and it will be good and then it will be bad and then it will be good. Mm -hmm. And that's the process. That's how it works.
1: Okay. So trust. Okay. If you get the impression from your woman or your girlfriend that she trusts you, what does that say to you?
0: Everything. It changes everything. Okay. Because men need respect. And when they feel like they're trusted... And that, that 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 they're woman, they're the most important thing on the planet. Trust them and can release them. It, it helps you step into manhood. Mm. It helps you become a better man.
1: Or you become even more trustworthy.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Because now there's something to live up to.
1: Yeah.
0: And 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 what what most young men don't realize is that they want responsibility.
1: That it's the what next makes generation wants responsibility. Absolutely. They don't know that they yep. want
0: responsibility, but when you give it to them, it makes them. Stand up and come alive. When your wife trusts you and says, man, babe, go. It just makes you step up even more right. and be more trustworthy. So absolutely. That's well, a And I've got part.
1: probably eight young brides right now that all say to me, I don't want to have kids. I'm scared to death to have kids. I don't like taking care of other people's kids. And I'm saying, babe, This is so different than taking care of other people's kids. It would be like some guy, if someone randomly dropped off a guy for the weekend and said, okay, this is your husband. Take care of him, have sex with him, cook him food, take care of blah, blah, blah. That would be horrible. Right. That's what it's like to take care of other people's kids. If someone brought you to the door and said, You got the whole weekend with this guy, you can do whatever you want with him. I'd be like, sweet. Right. <laughs> it's totally different when it's your child, whether they're your foster child, your it's adopted true. child, or your stepchild. It's totally different when they're your child because you have the authority and you're making the rules and you're setting how your house works. But what I what women are not understanding is that's what makes you a woman. That's right. I'm not saying that you can't be a woman. Without having children, but the responsibility for another human being's life is what takes you into deeper levels of womanhood It helps
0: you to become a woman
1: and you have to take care of them. yourself. And and
0: then let's say this, I mean, again, hundreds of coaching marriages and most of them not wanting children because of fear. And when they do, like we were with a couple last night with their new baby, who's amazing, their one year old birthday, they love this baby has become. Their worlds. She's become the center
1: of all of our worlds. All of our
0: worlds. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And because it's different. And then wait till you have grandbabies. My <laughs> gosh. I didn't believe people, old people would tell me that. I go, whatever. Oh my gosh. Grandbabies are a whole other level. And so we can talk about that in a few years.
1: Okay. Men like to help women. And sometimes women don't want to be helped by men. Mm. And this is a very interesting thing because you'll hear all the time. Women will say, I sat down with my husband. I had a horrible day and he went right in and tried to fix it. And all I wanted him to do was listen. Yeah. I get that because what we, what women think is that you you didn't hear what I said. You're just telling me you're minimizing what I'm going through. I really just want you to listen. However, at the same time, it's a good thing to let your man help you. And so I've learned in this 20 year relationship, To ask specifically, I need your help with something. So, a lot of times in the morning after you read your scripture, I read my scripture, you have your coffee, I have my tea, and I'm waiting for you to be done. And then I say, "Um, I have to tell you about a dream. Yes. I want to know what you think. It's actually
0: happening every morning. I I dream a lot. Yes.
1: But I start my conversation with, I want your input. Yes. And I think that's helped you a lot. It's huge. And then I've also at times said, I don't need you to say anything. I don't need you to fix this. But I just had a conversation with one of our kids yes. and I am emotionally exhausted. That's
0: really important. Yeah.
1: And so, but there, I do need your help. Yes. There are things I cannot do that, by point. myself and no. I need that, that help from you. But does it help a man a great deal when a woman articulates, I need you just to listen and not say a word and hold me and give me a kiss on the head or I need, I need, I need solution. It's, like, it's I need a an
0: absolute 100% must. It's
1: kind of a game changer, isn't it's it? It's a
0: game changer. Men are dumb. We're simple creatures. I'm just honest. And when Lee, when, when, when Lisa would, and then I would just try to fix it, we'd get in a fight and I would be like, what, what did I do? Right. What in the heck? Right. And when finally we figured out and I said to her, I said, I said, look, you've got to tell me mm-hmm. when I just need to listen. And you've got to tell me when you want me to input and give you help. Yeah. And so now every single time it's like, I don't need to fix this. I just need you to listen. And I shut my mouth and I don't say a word. You've gotten so good at it.
1: And I can see sometimes you're twitching. Like I have something to say. Yeah. And but, I don't. Yeah. And but then, I deeply respect your insight, but yes. there are times that women just really need most to like- times
0: actually people in general. Will f- fix themselves if you'll just shut up that's and listen. Really, that's good. They already that's know good. the answers, right? And and I, we've learned this in all of our coaching, and all of our counseling is that I mostly just listen now, and I'll give one or two little droplets from heaven, and everything changes. But they already know the answer; mm-hmm. they just need to get they just, it out. They
1: just when they just need someone. And, to and honestly,
0: the, your generation, the millennial, and that you guys are verbal processors. And I've learned that that's beautiful. It was hard for me to learn that, but I, I actually love listening to it now. Um, and it's true with women, your your wife, you don't need to fix things most of the time, but as a man, we have a different set of eyes. Mm -hmm. When we come together, we have now a new set of eyes, much better. And we can actually give one another some wisdom if we'll listen well enough.
1: And the people that we know that don't, that don't have that, like people that we know in long marriages that don't help each other that way, like that don't, you know, have those conversations and have that, you know, back and forth they're missing something. They are like, we both have friends that were like, they would be so great if they would allow their spouse to speak into yes. their life. Yes. But there's no relationship there. Cause they haven't fostered that. Well, what if our- and they're just one person <laughs> trying to be married.
0: Yesterday we did a bunch of one-on-ones in a restaurant here in Gainesville. And Amy, one of our favorite people on the planet, I always say if I had 10 Amy's, we'd change the world. She literally said, we're both sitting in the booth with her as I'm waiting for another appointment. And she said, you two together are more fun than you two apart. Like that's so rare for me for, for this. She's saying this like I don't ever get around married couples where like, I just want them both, and 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 that was really a compliment to us because. Yeah. It, it was like, we do have fun mm-hmm. and we do listen well to the person we're with. And we're in the now yeah. and you've got to learn how to do that as a couple. Yeah. Right. And then you got to separate, but yeah, absolutely. So necessary to just listen really well. Don't think about what you're going to say next ever, especially with your wife, men. Don't ever be thinking about, Oh, I can say this and stop. It
1: could be great what you have to say, right? but just, just listen, just sit on it. for, And a then if yeah. she
0: says to me, what do you think? Then you can go and go slow and go easy and don't try to be the brilliant hero to fix everything.
1: Okay. So do you need to be feel appreciated? Of
0: course. It's my love language. I know. Yeah. How can
1: I tell you that I appreciate
0: you? You do. You, you, you will tell me, wow, I'll walk by and you go, whoa, nice ass. Right. <laughs> or Hey baby, man, I can tell you've been working hard. Thank you. Like you just do that. You just simple things. And or you, when
1: you get off the stage, which is yeah. a- those of us that put ourselves out there, it's a very vulnerable time. It's
0: very vulnerable. that we, we get mostly criticism by putting ourselves out there. We'll get criticism on this podcast because I started with the cuss word, forgive me. I'll know. I'll get some feedback on that. I
1: forgive you. Which is fine. But it is, it is important, I think, especially for men to know this one person's in my corner. Yes. And so the atmosphere of a home that a woman creates really says either you're welcome in here, we want you in here and we need you in here, or you're a disruption to our life. Hmm. And I think a man can feel that when he comes in. And I was not good at that. And then I I heard some quotes from Maya Angelou and some other people. And I was like, I need to clean this up. And I started celebrating the human beings that came through the door. Wow.
0: That's really true. Instead
1: of dumping on them what I was going through or what needed to happen or whatever. I started celebrating. (gasps) Hi, baby. Right. You're home. How are you? You even
0: do that with the dog now.
1: Like, the that dog, makes him so happy. Who couldn't do that with a dog? He's <laughs> okay. And so what is the number one most attractive thing? If you got all your buddies, you've got buddies from their 80s to you have friends that are in their 20s. Yep. Lots if of If you asked all of them, which of course I already know what the answer is because I read all the surveys. If you ask them, what is the single most attractive thing in any woman? What would they say?
0: What would they say? Now you got me all nervous because you know the answer.
1: Confidence.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, again, I've already said that. Yeah. I mean, if you're a confident, independent woman yeah. who doesn't need a man, yeah. that's attractive. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah. And then when you need me, that's attractive Yeah, because I know you're both and, Yeah, right? It's always both and. And so when they're independent and confident, and then when they go, baby, I really need you in this. Can you just come hold me? Can you come give me a little bit of advice? That makes a man come alive.
1: I actually really need you right now. I know, baby. You're going to have me. We're going to finish this podcast. And we're going to, yes. Okay. One last thing is leadership because we, uh, we work for a leadership academy. We are surrounded by strong leaders, mostly females. Um, and the question that they ask me is how do I continue to be a strong leader and also follow And I have been complimented in this area recently, which I wasn't sure was going to come out of this young woman's mouth. But she said, I I don't understand you at all. I've never met a woman like you. I don't get you. I, I thought, Oh God, this is going to be a rough session. And she said, You you sit. You're quiet. You you listen. You're observing. And she said, and then you get up and you say something and you have authority. And then you go sit back down and you listen and you. And I said, yes, because we are leaders and followers always. Yes. And so I can lead this. Yeah. And I can follow this. Right. And it is not that's not it's not competition. We're both leaders and we're both followers. Right. And so there's a lot of times where I'm like, I need you to lead this. And a lot of times you'll say, lead this. But do you need me to let you lead things?
0: Um, Yes, I need to be, I need to lead. I need to know that you're going to follow, but I know when I'm out of order and you let me know that. And then I know I need you to lead and I need to follow. And it's always both. Okay. And, and, and we've got to be strong in that. And we've got to be confident in one another Mm -hmm. that we have best, the best for one another. And so we're never doing it to make the other feel bad. We're doing it to empower one another.
1: So, so for our single, beautiful women out there, what would you say to them about uh, they, they struggle so hard with this issue? They're saying, "I have dreams. If I get married, does that mean my dreams die? No, if I no, no, do I if do I have to follow a man and only do what he wants and not do? And I think, why would you even be dating someone that you don't have anything in common with? Right. But, but what would you say to a woman like, what does a man need in that? Like, it, it, is it a conversation about? Hey, I'm going to lead us here. Cause I feel like I got the word of the Lord on it. What do you think? Or I'm a lead, or is it always just this conversion of, I mean, we, I, we basically talk about all those things. Right. Like,
0: And you have to, you just got to be yeah. openly communicating about it. And then you've got to be humble in it. Yeah. You've got to humble yourself and say, I really need some help. and I need you to lead in this area. Yes, I need you to help me to, to, you help me with that all the time. And then you come to me and say, man, I, I can't do this. This is your this is where you're an expert. I'm like
1: this, you're awesome at this. I'm not this great at this. Why am I doing this? You should be doing this. Let me back you up in it. But I have to say, women, it when you have a man that is confident and will cover you, it is so beautiful. It is. Because I don't I used to have to think about everything and take care of everything. And I was the provider, the protector of everything. And when you came along and you like you like took those things off my plate. I mean, I've you turned, I've turned into a complete airhead. Like I'm like, I don't, <laughs> well, does the oil need to be changed? Yeah. I don't know. Do, do we need to put gas in this car? I don't know. My husband always does it for me. It's like, I can absolutely put gas in a car, but I don't look at the you gauge the way I used to, right. because you're always taking care of it. Because I'm
0: going to study that rhythm. I'm going to study that pace. and I know you don't like those things and I'm going to cover you in. Yeah. And the same thing with me, you're going to cover me and the things, yes. you know, I can't do and not well, but again, I need to learn how to do some, like the dishes. Did the dishes today. It made you feel amazing. I need to learn how to do those things and do more. We got to get to the next session. We got to end this one. All right. Force the seasons of life next.
1: Seasons of life, seasons of relationships. Seasons of
0: marriages. Guys, GaryLisaBlack.com. Go there, ask us any questions, join our Patreon, uh, join our All Things Marriage on Facebook, and let's keep going after healthy marriage. In Jesus' name. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, man. We will talk soon.